0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100 best ever to get $100 off your ticket. Even
1: if you're scared, and even if you don't know everything, just do it. Just go do it and don't stop, because you'll figure it out.
0: Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast. So it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on how to find more deals, how to make more money, but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm going to do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with you know the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the Best Ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend him. I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session. Coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff. We get straight to the investing advice that moves your real estate business forward. Talk to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Jay from the author of The One Thing with Gary Keller, uh, Tom Wheelwright, who's Robert Kiyosaki's CPA a fantastic interview. If you haven't checked that out, just Google Tom Wheelwright, Joe Fairless and listen to some 1031 exchange info that will blow your mind. Um, and today we've got with us an active wholesaler as well as uh, an entre- a, a real estate entrepreneur. How are you doing, Scott Bauer?
1: I'm doing real well. Thank you for
0: asking. Yeah, nice to... Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to ask you and, and glad to have you on the show Scott's the owner of HBSB Holdings, based in Phoenix, Arizona. Basically, he focuses on residential wholesaling um, and doing very well with it. Uh, additionally, and this is uh, a part of the story that's, that's pretty interesting that he's going to get into. He started out, if you go to HBSB Holdings, it says a commercial acquisitions company. So that was his initial intent. And then um, came across some challenges and now is, is, has found the sweet spot uh, with the wholesaling business. And uh, looking forward to hearing the story behind that. He's a 27 year old real estate entrepreneur, originally from Iowa. And he started his first entrepreneurial venture at the age of 17. With that being said, Scott, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
1: Absolutely. So I'm 27 years old from the state of Iowa. Um, when I was 16 years old, I got into a uh, kind of a bad accident, uh, which kind of changed my life. And, uh, in a nutshell, had a brain injury, was in a coma for a little while. Um, when I got out of that, you know, my whole life changed. I went on to graduate high school on time, started, uh, the detailing company that I was talking about with my first entrepreneurial venture. And really um, went on to, like I said, graduate high school on time. Went on to college, got a couple of degrees in four and a half years. Just really crushed it. And uh, after college, in 2012, actually 2011, I moved here to Arizona, and I worked uh, worked for uh, in sales uh, with just a um, logistics company for about a year, and hated that. So quit my job in in September of 2013 and jumped into real estate, cold turkey. I had no idea about it, no clue. Uh, I had heard some things. I actually was dating a girl and she said, hey, maybe you want to get your real estate license. So that's what I did. And I just dove in end of of 2013 uh, as a realtor. And all of really 2014, trying to figure out what being a realtor was like and found out through doing six transactions only in 2014 that it was not it was not what i wanted to do and so i joined the arizona real estate investors association and that's really where things changed for me because i realized that there's another way to do real estate that it wasn't always putting people in the car and going to show them a bunch of houses and you know spending a lot of time gas you know energy with these people that a lot of times wouldn't even buy anything and just wasn't my cup of tea. So after joining the Arizona real estate investors association, I actually met my first coach, Dave Lindall, who is a apartment investor. And that's where the apartments come in. Um, you know, that, that was a, uh, a turning point for me as well, because I'd never spent any money on coaching and here, uh, I was going to put up, Eleven thousand dollars to have you know a coach teach me how to invest in apartments. So that's what I did, and um, that led me to meeting a series of people that got me to where I am now. And the first individual actually went through David Lindahl's program. He had acquired three hundred and fifty units, uh, and I'm not I'm not going to say who that is just for uh, I guess his purpose, but three hundred and fifty units, and he. He was a great guy. I mean, I knew that he was, he was a guy I needed to be connected with. So after I learned his success that he had with Dave Lindahl's program, I just blew his phone up and he didn't answer it for the longest time. I mean, it probably took me two months before I finally convinced him that, Hey, you know, I'm serious. I want to learn. I want to do what you do, what you've done, you know, let me buy you a cup of coffee. And so finally, you know, he agreed to get me a, go meet me for a cup of coffee. And we, Met, ended up talking for like two and a half hours, just really hit the ball really, really well, got along real well. You know, he saw a lot of himself and me, and you know, I was excited to be part of it. So um, after our first meeting, probably three weeks or a month went by, and he came up to me and he said, hey, I have this other idea, and this other idea is – single family wholesaling houses, because buying apartments is, is a great thing, but it takes time. And really maybe you can acquire a couple of large apartment complexes a year. And so you're spending all of your time, you know, focused on one project or two projects, or maybe, maybe three. I mean, it really would depend, but the wholesaling single family houses is kind of an everyday grind. So you're always doing something, which, you know, it's, it's it's true. It's, it's a fantastic venture. So anyways, we organized a plan and we organized a, a, a business plan on how we're going to get this wholesaling houses thing up and running. And we're just going to do it with direct mail. Um, you know, listening to other podcasts, reading some books, figuring out how we can get in front of motivated people that want to sell. We came to, you know what, let's just send out a bunch of mail. So that's what we did. And basically he was... Uh, the, the money guy. He paid for the marketing. He paid for the, the back end stuff. And I was the acquisitions guy for him. And so I would go on all the appointments and, and you know, lock up deals and, and find buyers. And that worked really well from, uh, from January of 2015 until July of 2015, which was just this last year. And we just, we just crushed it. I mean, it was a great team. He's a great guy. He introduced me to some really good people. And through that, I learned that by July, you know, this is something that I wanted to do on my own. I wanted to really have my own company or have uh, build my own company, build my own brand, all of that stuff. So in July of this last year, I, I cut ties with him. And that, that was very hard. But something, when I look towards the future, I needed to do that. And so from July until today, I mean, I had a ton of success in 2014. I only did six deals. 2015, I quadrupled my business and I, I did 25 deals. And, you know, this year I'm looking to, to do the same thing again and I, everything is on track. I, I see no reason why I won't, won't accomplish that goal. So it's been, um, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a road that I've learned a lot in and continue to learn every day. Um, uh, you know, I think the secret is really, you just got to go for it. You just got to do it even if you don't feel comfortable.
0: What's the, I have so many questions and thank you for, for sharing your story. First would be how much are you making on a, a, per deal on average?
1: So my, my deal average and really to, when I first started out, I didn't have a buyer's list. I didn't have anybody to sell these properties to. So I had no problem going and Getting, you know, meeting with sellers and, and finding motivated sellers and, and getting a deal. I just didn't know how to sell it. So I had to, I might have to back up a little bit because I actually invested in some other coaching at the beginning of this year with some other uh, wholesalers who know how to wholesale very, very well. And so I when I couldn't find a buyer for them, I would, or for these properties, I would have to split my profits with my coach because they would bring the buyer. And so, in, in in reality, I mean, I'm making around ten thousand dollars per deal, and that's that's an average amount at this point.
0: It, after factoring in the the split cost.
1: No, if I'm if I'm splitting it, it's basically a fifty fifty. So I'd make five thousand per deal. Mm-hmm. But now now I have my buyers list, so now all of my deals are actually they're they're all ten thousand dollars or more, and really I'm just at the beginning of this year uh, I'm going to close the biggest deal that uh, I've ever done which is is fantastic.
0: Yeah, what's that deal?
1: It's going to be $42,000 and it 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 came it's not even from marketing that I've sent so far this year. It's just it's just follow up. It's just that when you send direct mail, people hold on to those letters and maybe they're not ready to sell today, so they don't call you today, but they will call you in 3 months when they are ready or they have a situation going on where they need to let that situation play out before they can have the opportunity to call you to be ready to sell. And this was this was what this deal was.
0: When you and how much did you invest in the wholesale coaching?
1: Um, so I've spent ten thousand dollars on the wholesale coaching, um, and actually I, I had a kind of a prior relationship with the coaches, and I, I think they cut me a bit of a deal on it. But it's um, you know it's still ten grand.
0: Plus, splitting the uh, wholesale fees if they bring in a buyer.
1: Correct, correct.
0: But if you don't bring, if you bring in the buyer, then it's there's there's no cost other than that initial ten thousand dollars.
1: Correct. Yep.
0: And was that was that ten thousand dollars up front?
1: It was up front.
0: Yep. What and what what was your thought process before and after writing that check or sending it via PayPal?
1: So. You know, the, the process is that I, I truly believe that this game or, or any game that you get into or business you get into, there are people that have succeeded before you and all you have to do is replicate what they do to become successful. So, you know, instead of trying to take this road on my own now, at the beginning of, of, of this year or really the beginning, middle of last year when I started my company full time, I wanted to make sure that I was going to be successful and i know that if i connect myself and i surround myself with the same type of people that i want to become that i will become that that you know that that person to an extent you know i mean and this is just kind of an analogy but if you if you ha- hang around 4 millionaires you're probably going to be the fifth millionaire and that's just kind of the mentality that I, that i have and i it hasn't proven me wrong so far
0: with the the wholesale business being in full swing now, before you had a partner, and then now you're going on your own. How are you envisioning, if at all, the transition to apartment communities from wholesaling?
1: So really, it's it's about building my wholesaling team right now. And that's going to happen in 2016. That's going to happen this year, where I start to bring on other individuals into my organization that can You know, do the day to day activities, go on appointments, you know, run comps, get a, you know, find more buyers, do all the components that that I'm doing everything right now. I'm a one man show. However, as I start to become larger and I get some really some money in my pocket and some things I can do or I can hire other people to come in and do the things that I'm doing, that'll allow me to look in other places and, and diversify a bit, uh, if you, so to speak into, into apartments. I mean, we've, I've acquired a couple of small apartment buildings, um, over my wholesaling time. Cause we've been wholesaling little, you know, duplex, triplex, fourplexes, but they're the real thing that I want to get into is the large hundred to 150 unit apartment complexes.
0: You've acquired them through wholesaling but then you've wholesaled them right
1: yes there was one uh, that that we closed in december actually december thirty first of last year um that we we were gonna hold I had two other partners that I was kind of working with on the deal and I was like you know what let's let's just hold on to this property well some issues came up with the financing and financing that uh, i I thought I was gonna have fell through and it was a it was great it was a great deal on financing it was gonna be um, just for all the listeners out there, 10% down and, uh, 5%, uh, 5% interest with a five-year balloon. So, and she's willing to renegotiate and, and do another, do another five-year balloon after that first five years is up. So, I mean, that's a fantastic financing deal for somebody else to come in and finance it for you.
0: And what happened?
1: Um, she didn't feel comfortable with the, with the property,
0: um, Last who's she, who who's she your, the the hard the the lender yeah the, or the, the, the private lender the pr- I guess the
1: private lender exactly and actually this was a person that uh, we bought one of her house she got one of my mailers and uh, on one of her properties and she we we bought one of her houses to wholesale and then just through conversation um, we we came to the fact that she likes to actually loan rather than own properties so. She was all about loaning, but it wasn't. It wasn't on that property in that area. Last minute, she she just said, "No, we don't feel comfortable with this." So,
0: what was the what was the total loan amount going to be?
1: So it was going to be two hundred and sixty thousand for a fourplex property. Each unit bringing in around eight hundred dollars, and it, it it would have cash flowed right off the bat. And that's that's really why we were going to hold it. And what ended up happening was between the three of us, because remember, it was me and and two other partners kind of dealing with this one property. uh, We brought in another financial partner out of Chicago, but he wanted 50 percent of the deal. So then it would be him with 50 percent and it would be 50 percent between the three of us. So what I did, I said, ah, that's, you know, that's not worth it really for the headache it's gonna have or just the work I'm gonna have to put into it it's not going to be worth it so I said just cash me out and uh, that that's that's what they did we had the investor give us a fee for putting the deal together and I took that money and, and I got out of the deal
0: and what they do with it
1: they're still holding on to it um, the the partner uh, the investor partner that we brought in from Chicago and and one of the partners that I was dealing with
0: so how do you determine what your fee is at the, for that?
1: Um you know, I don't think there's a set rhyme or, or way to do it specifically on the fee. It's just got to kind of got to kind of make sense. You know, it can't be if you're doing a $240,000 deal, you can't ask for 50 grand on your fee cuz that just wouldn't make sense. So we actually only asked for $5,000 on the fee and that that was reasonable. The the investor was willing to write that for putting the deal together and uh, you know that was kind of a learning experience for me, and so, you know, I take that for what it is. And the next one that comes around, I don't know what to do.
0: With the investor who who paid the fee out, that investor kept the property. I mean, he, did he did he, I did he find financing for it?
1: No. So then- he he's financing it himself. Then that's the investor okay. who's bringing it. He's from Chicago. And okay, he's just, got it. he's just got cash that he was wanting to put to work. And so he brought all the capital and, uh, the other, my other partner that I was in the, in the deal with brought some repair capital cause a couple of the units need to be repaired. Um, and so those two are the, are the two that are still in the, in the deal now and they're stabilizing it and they're going to put tenants in it and they're going to hold it. For me, at this point, I, I'm I'm not I don't own, I don't hold any properties other than that, than the property I live in, and so it's um, you know I'm really just focused on the wholesale side at this point.
0: When you were doing the wholesaling with your business partner initially, the business partner was paying for the marketing. You were doing the acquisitions. You also had a wholesale coach at the time. It sounds like correct. Yep. How, how, when you closed on a property, uh, were you getting 25% of the deal then? Cause you and your marketing partner who's paying for that was doing 50 50. Then on the buy side, if you didn't have the buyer, then you get 25%.
1: No, no. So when I was initially with my, with, uh, the partner at the beginning of 2015, um, when we had started, uh, the, the wholesaling business. I had a coach, but he was not really active for me at that point because that was still David Lindahl, who is the investment coach for apartments. So I still had him, but he wasn't he wasn't very active as my coach at that point. And he wasn't finding buyers for me at that point. So I didn't have to split anything with him. The split just became between my partner at the beginning of 2015 and myself. And really what the split was, it didn't turn out to be a partnership at all. Um, more or less. I was the acquisitions manager for his company. And so in a way, although I was not a employee, I did not have a W-2 or anything like that. That's kind of how it was. I mean, I wasn't a full partner. I didn't, we didn't split the deals 50-50. Um, the agreement that we had just was not favorable for me as the acquisitions guy
0: at all. Got it. Got it. And that's, that's why you broke off. Exactly. Where where How'd that conversation go?
1: Uh, it it went, um, not very good. I guess it was pretty short and sweet. However, I I told him over the phone, which, you know, if I could do it again, I wouldn't do it over the phone. I would have done it in person. And, um, you know, he was a bit surprised because at that time we were really crushing it. We were really doing well and things were just getting better. And he was just looking to increase marketing and he he, he, you know, he, he wanted to, he saw things really getting much larger than they were when we first started. And I saw that too. However, it was going to be started. It was going to be much larger, but it would be his company. It wouldn't be my company. And that was my reason. That's why I needed to get out of his company. I needed to do this for me.
0: Was there any negotiation going back and forth after you'd mentioned that to him?
1: Um, No no, there really wasn't. And by that point I was, I was decided I had made my decision and I wasn't going to change. Um, I was going to stick to the decision that I made that I was going to start my own business and I was going to do this on my own. And so even if he would have come back and said, Hey, you know, I'll give you, you know, well, if he would have came back and said that he would make me a 50, 50 partner with him and his business, and I would be a 50% owner in his business, then things would have, we would have, Probably gone a different route. I probably would have stayed because I would have had equitable interest in the company at that point. But that wouldn't have happened. He wasn't. He wasn't willing to. I mean, we had previously kind of touched on that, and he wasn't willing to. He wasn't willing to do that.
0: What's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep trying. Keep learning. Net, just do. Just don't stop because there are things. Everything that comes at us in this world is trying to get you to stop. But the reality is when you just push through it and you push harder and when things look really, really hard and you really don't understand what you're doing and you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, you got to keep pushing because when you do, you will succeed. I mean, as long as you keep the mindset that you are going to win, that no matter what happens, this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm going to. This is how I'm going to live my life. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. Whether it, you know, whether it takes a couple of failed attempts or not, you're going to win. And so for anybody out there that's really trying to start something or get into something, even if you're scared and even if you don't know everything, just do it. Just go do it and don't stop because you'll figure it out. And you'll, you know, if you really have that drive and you really have the urge and the hunger, you're going to figure it out.
0: You got, you, you got me sold. That's for sure. I have been taking notes uh, as I do with all calls, but that last part, I mean, boy, just inspiring, especially knowing where, you know, your background, how long were you in a coma when you were 16? Uh,
1: 10 days actually. Um, I, I raced dirt bikes growing up and, and, uh, just got into a, a bad accident on an off weekend, messing around with my friends and, but my, well, I was in a medically induced coma uh, for 10 days uh, as, as my brain kind of reset itself. And uh, after I woke up, had to relearn everything over again um, in the sense of you know reading and writing and walking and talking and eating. And it's just kind of like literally my brain clicked the reset button. And it was a matter of resetting and rerouting my brain to, to relearn things.
0: You couldn't read or write or walk?
1: No, no, I, I couldn't. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't know how. It was just that almost all the wires got disconnected. And it was a, your, the, the, the brain is an amazing organism because uh, – or it's just a, an amazing part of your, of your body because it knows how to reroute itself. Now, I'm extremely lucky. Um, for the type of injury that I had, that I have no repercussions and, I, and that I have had this much success with my life, you know, health wise and recovery and all that stuff. But, you know, th- it, that was kind of one of those things as well. I was not, I was bound and determined that I was going to get better and I was going to be normal again. And so I wasn't going to stop until I was exactly that.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, I'm so grateful that you're, you're sharing your story. There's a lot of takeaways uh, and lessons to be learned from this, and um, I'm glad that, that, glad that you are uh, here to uh, share them with us. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fish bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016. Best ever book you've read. Oh,
1: Think and Grow Rich.
0: We might have just talked about this, but best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, the, <laughs> the, the brain injury side, recovering from that, I, I learned how to overcome challenges and how to not let anything stop me from, from getting where I want to go.
0: Best ever deal you've done?
1: Uh, it's about to close, actually. Very, very simple. Uh, my my uh, mailers worked and it's a matter of following up and, and yeah, it's very, very simple
0: best ever way you'd like to give back?
1: (laughs) Um, You know, I want to do a podcast very similar to you so I can share my experience on on the wholesale side. I haven't started doing it yet, but I I guess if I had to be honest too, I give a lot of money to the homeless people I see on the side of the road, right or wrong. Uh, You know, I want to make them feel, as try to give them a a little better life if I can.
0: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far?
1: Hmm. That one's tricky. You know, I really don't see anything as being a huge mistake, uh, because everything I've done thus far has been a learning experience and continues to be. So that's a, that's a hard one to, it's a tricky question.
0: What's been something, and I, I agree, I approach life and business the same way it happens and I learn from it and I grow from that experience, but what's been a, a, uh, a growth experience that you could have, you would have avoided, um, it, you will avoid in the future should that same circumstance present itself again.
1: I would, have, I, I would, I would negotiate. I would look when I signed the agreement with my former partner. I didn't look down the road to see what type of impact that was really going to have. I mean, I just kind of signed the documents and made the agreement and said, "Okay, let's go." And I, if I could do it over again, I would have. Study the numbers, and I would have played it out for the next six months, you know, and put a scenario in place where, you know, if I do this many deals, this is how much money I'm going to make. This is how much money he's going to make. Is this worth my time? And <laughs> that's that's exactly that's the one thing I would I would do differently.
0: What's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you?
1: Uh, send me an email um, at Scott. Uh, dot. B o w e r at h b s b
0: Scott thanks so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best of our listeners and talking about your personal story where you were in a coma for 10 days at the age of 16 or, and uh, had to relearn everything had to re- relearn the reading and writing and, and connecting the, the circuits back in your brain and what you've accomplished up until this point uh, has been phenomenal from uh, you know being an active, wholesaler to also setting the foundation for uh, even larger opportunities in the apartment space. Your spent you spending $21,000 on coaching is certainly uh, something that I, I think everybody will take notice of uh, because everybody's got their own opinion on if you should spend that much money on coaching and your uh, rationale and why why you do it and I personally have a, a life coach as well. Um, and, and a business coach through the Tony Robbins program. Um, and, and why you uh, do that, as you mentioned, is if you're in the room of, uh, of five other people and they're all five millionaires, then you'll be the sixth millionaire. Um, and you know, approaching it as though we are the product of the expectations of our peer group, something that Tony Robbins would say. Thank you so much again for being on the show and talking through the different examples of your profit, profits, on the properties that you're wholesaling and then also your business structures. Really good stuff. I I love how we got into the details there. Um, Hope you have a best ever week and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey, thanks, Joe. Take care.
0: Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.